You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. A billet. A billet, you feel it? It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Foo, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. It's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. We are back in the Ninth Doctor era, and we are looking at the two-parter, Aliens of London and World War III, which brought us back to present-time London, and, well, for then, for the series, and we also got farting aliens. It was awesome! It was great! And it also did lay a lot of groundwork for further into the season, and actually a couple seasons to come. So it was actually pretty interesting to see. It'll be fun to talk about. This is my first time watching it since it first aired. So we're looking 15 years, folks. So with longer, actually, because this is 2005. So actually, God, 18 years. Oh, my God. All right. Let me go get my walker now. So, (laughs) and of course, we're here with our regular crew. Let's say, of course, hello to Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. I was waiting for that howdy. It's always great to hear that. It's always great to hear from you guys at home, too. So feedback at earthstationwho.com is the best way to get in touch with us. This is going to be an interesting one to talk about because I hated this one when it first came out. And so it'll be interesting to see if my opinions changed in 18 years. So... Let's get into it in a few minutes, but we got some Doctor Who news to touch on. We've been getting a series of little shorts, like 30 seconds, that have been very cryptic and that they're putting out, you know, giving hints about, you know, what's happening on, if we're going to get a trailer or what the the new series is going to be about or the specials. I'm very curious. What about you? With you guys, have you been following them or 
Did you, you know, try? I've watched them. I'm not enlightened by them. (laughs) So your world is not a better place for it. (laughs) Well, I don't know, actually. I mean, they're, they, the dialogue is in reverse, but if you go on YouTube and there's lots of versions to watch where it's been reversed back. So you can actually tell what they're saying, but they say so little that it, it's, it doesn't really tell you anything about what's going on. They're just kind of fun little clips, little flashes. Yeah. It's interesting. I am Mike, you're not big into trailers or stuff like that anyway. Not really. No, I, I watched, I knew I, <laughs> The only reason I watched one of them uh, was because I I thought, oh, we're probably going to talk about this on the podcast. So, and I didn't know there was multiple ones. I just thought there was the one. So I just watched one of them. I can't even tell you. And it went by so fast. And I was just like, this does nothing for me. I mean, I'm already excited to see new Doctor Who. So um, the purpose of a trailer to get me excited to promote it is not really is lost on me now anyway, because I'm I'm already there. So I don't, I don't need anything else, but, uh, uh, I am, I am happy though. I mean, if this is creating some buzz, I mean, how cool is that for Dr. Who to be doing something to create some, some interest in, in people watching this season? I mean, that's, that's a good thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's unusual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this seems to be like a, you know, like a coordinated effort and I don't know, It'd be interesting to see behind the scenes. Is this coming from, you know, Russell? Is it coming from uh, uh, in his company, Bad Wolf? Is it coming from uh, BBC? Is it coming from Disney? Is it coming like, you know, I don't I don't know how these are airing, if they're airing where they're airing at. I just I think the one uh, the link that you guys had posted on the the Facebook page went to YouTube, I think. So I, I don't know. Well, they, they aired on the BBC. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So they, they, they like just broke in. Gotcha. So there's so there seem to be BBC uh type uh uh promos, but um yeah. I mean anything that you know, I remember although it seems kind of dated because back when you know we're gonna talk about going back in time and watching Doctor Who, but when Doctor Who like was really like was coming back and Russell T was in charge, like internet games and promotional things were like a thing that happened a lot. Uh, go to the website and play this or link to this, or there'd be clues that you could go to this and the Easter, like stuff like that. You don't see that as much anymore. So I kind of find it interesting that it seems like this is a throwback to like 18 years ago where it's like, Hey, the internet is a new thing. Let's, let's click on stuff and make it fun. Yeah. yeah. It's very RTD to do something <laughs> like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like over in uh, watching Christmas Story when uh, Ralphie had her little orphan Annie decoder ring to figure out what the clues were. Yeah, I'm sure that there's supposed to be clues. Is that what it says when you listen to when you play it backwards? uh, Drink your Ovaltine? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing about doing them in reverse, well, she's gone back to a previous doctor, so... I assume that's, you know, the whole reverse thing is going to be, is, is a clue. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, don't ask me what it means. <laughs> they they do mention Gallifrey in the second one, I think. Yep, they do. Uh, because as we know, Gallifrey was destroyed for the five millionth time. Uh, By the master this time. Yes, at the end of Flux, so. Mm-hmm. 
So it's craziness. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do with it. We also got some other Doctor Who news. We got some more casting for season 15. And it is, well, actually, it's season 14 still, correct? Because it's just the specials and season 14. Correct? Yes, that's, I don't, is that how it's working? Well, they've been called, haven't they? They've been calling it season 14. Yeah, they are calling it season 14. So we are actually getting Jonathan Groff in as you know for doctor who so the the hopes of a doctor who musical is becoming more and more <laughs> a real realization we got jinx monsoon we got jonathan groff mm-hmm. and you know for those who don't know who jonathan groff is go check out his imdb folks he has been in a, a billion things yeah and, and on know, he, broadway oh very much so you know, he played a certain king of England in a very famous, um, recently very, very famous musical f- featuring the uh, American Civil War, um, the Revolution War. <laughs> God, you, That's you can, you product can, you can, of the American educational system. You, you can you can tell people Hamilton. You can, you can tell people it was Hamilton. That's no big. Yeah, okay. That's no big secret. I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was in Hamilton, and he was in Hamilton. And, and and for those people who didn't catch him on Broadway, he's in the uh, version that you can see on Disney Plus. Well, that was filmed on Broadway, yes. so so yeah. yeah, but it was significantly after his run on there. So mm-hmm. they made oh, it no, a point to get the original cast to, together again. So he's the one that kind of uh, invented, well, not invented, but created the role really and established mm-hmm. the role, established uh, the role, and uh, so. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and he's solid. And and you know whether or not it, the the thing that I think is 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 cool is that whether or not we actually do get a musical episode, which I'm not opposed to because I think that could be really fun. Um but I I I like most of the people that I have heard cast uh that I recognize anyway or even when I look at them and I'm like, "Okay, I didn't know them, but uh, looking at what they've done, I'm like, this is I wouldn't call it stunt casting, but the way that this is being cast, I'm like, well, there's a lot of interesting we're going to get a we're going to see a lot of interesting actors play various roles in this and that is a good thing. It's not just going to be people that you don't know or uh you know folks that are like cheap <laughs> to get you know like <laughs> like you know this isn't you know I mean I think it's been a while since I always think that Doctor Who's one of Doctor Who's strength throughout the classic era and even the Russell T and Stephen Moffat era was that when you got secondary characters, um, no matter how small the role was, they they were played by Shakespearean engaging actors mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and colorful people as well. Um, colorful characters as well. So I think, I think we're seeing um, obviously a lot of diversity, which is surprising no one um, and, uh, and solid, uh, solid accomplished people uh wanting to do doctor who again that's a great sign mm-hmm. i think it's pretty awesome i think i'm loving the casting i'm loving what i'm seeing for mm-hmm. doctor who it's actually getting me really excited yeah. for the specials and the next season because i can't so, remember an, a, the last time leading up to a season that we got this many like casting announcements it was just like, oh, we'll just watch the episode and, hey, look at that. I recognize that guy. Or, you know, maybe that's, you know, so, so I mean, we're actually getting a steady stream every, seems like every week. Or it seems like now every time we record every couple of weeks, we have like one or two casting announcements that's being made about the season, which 
I think is really cool. That means that, you know, they're actually they're actually promoting it. Uh, actors, solid actors are interested in it. They're getting quality people. I mean, this is all these are all good, good things uh, I think about the series. Yeah, I mean, we usually don't get any announcements at all. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. So I'm, I, exactly. I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, Neil yeah. Patrick Harris is a singer, too. He's a Broadway guy. So. It's true. Yep, exactly. So you might have a singing uh, celestial toy maker. Might be very fun to see. Yeah. Well, okay, well, we don't know seen, if Neil Patrick Harris is actually in. You've seen him in the top hat and the... Uh, you know, cane and everything. Very so you much might just like do... a ringmaster. So maybe mm-hmm. this, these are the, this is the circus series. Oh yeah. It well, very very interesting. We and we it, we I mean, do we know that Neil Patrick Harris is in Shooty's run? No, we don't know. Okay. No, no. no. Well, we yeah. don't know actually. Yeah. Right. We don't even know. We know he's in the specials, but we don't know which oh. one of them. Right. Because most of the casting announcements we're getting now are past the specials right well we don't know oh. if the specials are going to tie in in any way to the right. next series so yeah i mean so, who knows yeah i mean and that's great you know i'm glad that you who know knows? i mean they're not telling us uh what who these people are playing what's going i mean there's just but we just know that there's solid actors uh participating in the new season with specials and season and that's something exciting i think and hopefully there'll be some surprises too. Oh, I want to be surprised. Uh, yes. I would love to see. That's the one thing I will say about the Jody's regeneration episode. There were some pretty decent surprises with casting and such in those stories. So yeah, Chibno awesome. was able to, 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 I think maybe just cause no one really cared what he was doing. So he's able to <laughs> look how many, how many minutes are we into this? 18 minutes into the episode. <laughs> that's, that's actually too long for us. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a pretty long time. That's got to be a record, right? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, nobody really cared what he was doing, so I guess he was able to slip some really good surprises in for us because nobody, <laughs> nobody really cared. So, uh, no, just kidding. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it is tough to do. Uh, we've seen other shows not really succeed at it very well. Um, but, uh, but they're usually able to keep a tighter lid on things, uh, for the Doctor Who productions. Cause there's been many times, even before Chibnall. I mean, uh, Moffat threw a couple of, uh, big ones in there too during his run, I remember. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very, very much so. So I'll be very curious to see what happens. So fingers crossed and, you know, here's Still the good things, my friends. Oh, yeah. Yep. Very yep. much so. Looking forward to it. And we've got some great things ahead for you guys that'll hopefully keep you guys excited and coming back to the podcast. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Not that we beg for anything. All right, let's just go right, instead of taking a break, let's go right into the episode. And we got the two-parter. We go, we're we going back all the way to 2005. And we are looking at, wow, you know, this is Christopher Eccleston, four episodes in of his run. And Billy Piper is Rose Tyler. And you also had Jackie and Mickey. And it was it was a fun story. 
it was a fun, fun story. And you right off the bat, when they land, you get see some of the repercussions of traveling with the doctor. Oh, we've been gone 12 hours. And then the doctor realizes his mistake because the TARDIS was slightly off. Slightly (laughs) off. This is this is new, right? This is a new thing for Doctor Who. Like at the time, uh, I I mean, you know, I mean, I didn't I wasn't aware of it too much because I didn't have that much history with classic Who at the time when this came out. But still, um, this is like in all of classic Who, you know, the companions as this just go with the doctor. There's never a time where they come back revisit their homes, revisit their families or are constant contact with people outside of the TARDIS or anything like that. Like this is a, this is something new that Russell T brought to the franchise. Mm -hmm. It was all, that's all new series. They did not do any of that. Right. So, um, and I remember uh, at the time, some people liked that and some people really didn't. Uh, A lot of the purists, of course, didn't like that. Uh, and uh, those people who are not really big fans. I mean, Jackie's not, you know, you're not supposed to love her. She's supposed no. to be pretty annoying and everything. But although I do find her in this, this two-parter toned down co- compared to what she does later on. Well, and her reaction is pretty understandable. Oh, yeah, very I much I mean, so. her child's been missing for a year. Exactly. <laughs> and poor Mickey was the one who was getting the blame for it. I'm sorry, I still can't watch him and 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 like him. Oh, anymore. that was no. yeah, that was uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. I never was a big Mickey fan anyway. You so you were never a big Noel Clark fan. Uh, no, I wasn't, and that was before uh, all the garbage came out of him so, about him. So I, I now I just look at him and just be like, I just, just please go away. Like just <laughs> like uh, I just yeah. yeah, let's just move on uh, because I just uh, I can't I can't yeah. I, I, yeah. So he's just one of those ones that I don't, I don't care about anymore. Um, so I have no feelings other than that about, about him, but, um, I have to, I was wondering about this while watching this, Mike. Now, um, we all know that, uh, in addition to our, uh, you know, poking foot at Chibnall, uh, every chance we get that oh, you are yes. a, uh, pretty devoted, uh, Rose hater. I'm wondering if, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me ask my question first. And then you can answer it. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, when did you hate? When did you start hating Rose? Um, when she was with Tenet, I liked her a tons. So at this point, you're you're still a Rose. You're a fan. You're, you're still I'm on still, Team oh, Rose. Oh, I, I am Team Rose because there was no romance at all between the two of them. That kind of it's, there was it's kind of implied. No, not really. And it was interesting. No, when she became basically the lovesick puppy, um, when Tenet came on, and they, well, they both were, and I, I was like, no, this is not my Doctor Who, and this is not what I wanted out of Doctor Who, and that's when I started disliking Rose Tyler, and it almost seemed like in parts that she became more important to the story than the Doctor did, mm. and. You know, I never felt that with the Ninth Doctor. I thought the chemistry between Eccleston and Billy Piper were wonderful. I thought they were great together. And there's so many great stories yet to come in this season that, you know, that we haven't gotten yet. And it's her character was, you know, I thought for a new age companion 
this is exactly what I wanted and I liked it a lot and everything. Yeah. I don't get a romance vibe from them. No, actually. Not at all. I, I just sort of get a, you know, kind of goofy best friends. Yeah, exactly. I and guess. Cause she, cause she even says, I mean, that's when, just me. Yeah. Because she even says when the mom, you know, says, Oh, so this is, you know, you, are you in the you know, romance? And they're both like, Oh no, 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 no. Oh no. yeah. Because they're not going to lie to themselves or each other. Right. So they're <laughs> not going to lie to other people or themselves. I think the seeds are here. I really do. I, I think, I, I think Russell, I think that was Russell's plan all along. And I think he's just like the kids scrolling bad wolf on the TARDIS. I think that he's sowing the seeds this early for that. Well, no, you know, I think it would have been different with a different actor. Like if David, if Christopher Eccleston had not ever been there, if we had started with David Tennant, then I would probably feel more of a romance vibe. Well, I, I do think wonder, it has something to do with the chemistry between the actors. And that's something I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Russell did have that plan in mind. If, if he had, I mean, there's all that behind the scenes stuff that I'm not sure we'll ever really know exactly what happened. Um, I mean, there's some rumors that, uh, that uh, Russell wanted David all along. So oh, no. yeah, he did. And that, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I mean, he has said and that. So, so, and, and so that Russell knew that, you know, that uh, Chris was just kind of a placeholder until he could get David there. So I, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're, they're, they're sowing the seeds. It's not quite developed there and it's not that obvious, but it is, it is obvious to me watching this that, Rose has very little interest in Mickey, which I don't blame her for at all. No. Um, even Noel Clark aside, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, there's just nothing um, there. And <laughs> she's and she is, you know, uh, maybe not in a a sexual way, but she's in a romantic way. But she's infatuated by the Doctor, and what? and you could argue in an unhealthy way. No, I think certainly she's the fasc- mom thinks it's fascinated unhealthy. by the Doctor by what she what he can do for her basically take her places that she has never ever dreamt of. And she's, he's already shown her, you know, Elizabethan England. He's mm-hmm. also showed her, you know, the end, the end of, the, of the world, the earth. Yeah. 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 So at this point, and so it was, it's just fascinating. And I, you know, and I love at the end of it, you know, when she has the, the bag and everything and she says, you know, this time I'm prepared to go with you, you know, for longer and, you know, type thing. And cause she thought it was just like, she thought they both thought gone for 12 hours instead of 12 months. And it was just very interesting. And it showed a really interesting side of society too, because you had this huge alien spaceship, you know, and crashing into it. And they were, went back to Jackie's apartment to watch it on TV with everybody and everyone's ordering pizzas and everyone's talking and just, you know, gossiping, not paying attention to what's happening on. And that's so what society would do. Oh, sure. In real life. Yeah. The doctor's trying to watch the TV, but mm-hmm, nobody, exactly. nobody else is. There's, there's a, you know, it's very cartoony, um, but it's, but there's a realness to it that um, that's very much grounded with Rose and her relationship with Jackie and the way that everybody reacts to the aliens, the actual invasion and the discovery of alien life and and the the way that the government's responding and everything like that and the news that reports that we're getting um throughout the whole two parter. Um 
that seems very grounded in in some sort of you know hyper reality but it's still grounded because it feels like oh yeah i could see that that would be would happen that way Mm -hmm. very much so and it was just interesting and even how the government was handling everything well half the government were aliens exactly and we got a great introduction to harriet jones in this one yes she's great yeah she is it's uh for those people who haven't watched ahead if anybody's listening to this and has watched this parter and doesn't know what the fate of her is uh it is kind of interesting to watch her now because this is the first time i've seen her since you know the the events that happened later on with david Tennant's run with her um and so i'd forgotten how like fun and cool of a character she is she was she is well she only appears the three in the three episodes right and it was interesting too because you know how the how the doctor at the end of it was like going oh harriet jones the golden age the second golden age of the uk you know and everything and it was just interesting and then it all falls apart when the doctor goes she looks tired to you doesn't she yeah and so, and he brings her down. So it's just, it's just very interesting. Yep. She gets too full of herself and he brings her down. Mm-hmm. And then you get her, her death in the Dalek story. But I mean, that's arguable because yeah. I don't know if she is too full of herself because what she does, she does well, for. From the doctor's point of view. Exactly. Is. I'm not right. saying from our point of view. <laughs> right. Right. She's very, I mean, she's very human and she's very human in this. And uh, there's one scene in particular where. She and Rose are hiding from uh, one of the chasing uh, Slovene that are after them, and they go to they go into the prime minister's office, and they go into different parts of the room. Uh, Rose hides behind the desk first, and then the then on behind the curtain, curtain. and uh, uh, Harry Jones is behind some sort of dressing wall or whatever you call those things. Yeah. Um, Screen, a wardrobe, yeah. or something. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, which is a weird place for that, but I guess I don't know. Um, anyway, um, because Doctor Who, dude. But <laughs> one of the the Slovene finds Rose first, and Harriet, without even missing a beat, she just runs run right out and says, "No, take me, take me, take me." She's willing to sacrifice herself for this little girl. She doesn't even she doesn't even know. And mm-hmm. I thought that was, I mean, she and yeah, she's that's just so cool. And there's another there's another point where I have to give. Mickey credit for this. There's another scene where he sacrifices him. He offers to sacrifice himself for someone. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool that these, these characters are doing this. Yeah. Well, he, he, he helps Jackie out. He protects yeah. Jackie. Yep. Very much so. And He's Harry like, Jones uh, cause when is that... basically, Harry Jones is the only competent person in the entire, <laughs> entire government. government. <laughs> No, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, the actress, we've seen tons on Downton Abbey, and it was... Oh, right. Yeah, we'd see her later on that, yeah. Yep, and apparently, exactly. like, uh, Russell T. had worked with her before and wrote the role specifically for her. So, um, it's too bad she wasn't used more, but um, uh, she's she's solid, and she certainly makes an impression, I think, during Russell T.'s run. I wouldn't That's even awesome. be surprised if she had, um, you know, done some uh, done some big finish because I could see that character popping up on big finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd be good in big finish. And even though so she's too. only in three episodes, she's mentioned in multiple episodes, and she uh, has a yeah. and she has sort of a, a 
I think she has a her character anyway has a uh, has a uh, uh, what do you call it a um, impact on the creation and the the running of Torchwood. Well, Torchwood had been around since um, the Victorian, the, yeah, Queen Victoria. But yes, and there's whole storylines, but about you know how Jack. Was I didn't captured. say she created Torchwood. Okay, <laughs> the running okay. of Torchwood because they do mention her. A few times in both Torchwood and uh, and uh, in the episodes uh, where uh, I think that two parter um, where uh, the uh, Daleks and Cybermen attack and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, gotcha. but anyway, she's 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 an important figure, and I I, I appreciate her introduction here. She's really interesting, and uh, it's just that that's like I was saying at the top of the show, like these these are episodes where they get quality actors the characters are developed really well and they they resonate um some of them even so much as and you know if harriet jones had said like i want to be a companion i'd be like okay she's kind of cool it's just it's so nice to have characters we care about <laughs> exactly <laughs> it yeah. just makes makes this huge difference even one of the slovene not so much in this episode but in a later episode where she appears again and where you really get into her backstory and her motivations becomes you must feel a, for her. Yeah. yeah, she you really becomes a, a character with a lot of presence that that you can feel you know emotional about. Because even even the small characters like uh, uh, like Doctor Sado, right, uh, who shows up in Torchwood later, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah, because they they explain that. You know, because the actress was hired to play the role and then she was also then brought on for Torchwood. And right. they basically said, you know, they redconned it in, basically saying that the the person who was working for Torchwood, who was supposed to go, was sick. And that so they had to put her in. So it was pretty cool. No, I mean, and but she make I mean, even the small role that she has here, she makes an impression enough that you're like, yeah, I'd like to see more of her. And mm -hmm. we do, you know. Mm -hmm. so it's interesting and it's interesting the actress annette uh badland um who played margaret blaine the slovene the female mm -hmm. slovene um it's weird seeing her now because she's on ted lasso oh really yeah, yeah. she's been on a lot of things she's yeah, on she murder has. she wrote oh, i mean not murder she wrote midsummer murders yep oh wow mm -hmm. so yeah it's pretty interesting to see and it's like every time i see her i'm waiting for her to fart so you know it's uh, you yeah, know that that whole thing you i could have you know do it if you got to have the joke do it once or twice okay but to have it running on for so long it oh, drives me crazy just because this actually has the seeds of a good episode and mm -hmm. that is just really distracts from it it really takes it down like five notches. Yeah, it like, really does. Like, and like, it's so unnecessary. Yeah. Like you couldn't but have like, thing. but for it, us it, it, it is. But when William watched it the first time, he thought it was the best thing in the world. You know? Well, I'm not even saying take the joke out. You can have the joke, just don't go on with it for so long. Because it just starts really detracting mm -hmm. from the rest of the script. I mean, I'll even say that about the uh the, the pig. The pig oh, pilot. The pig pilot but, was awesome. Yeah, but the thing about the pig pilot is it is not necessary to the story. And so I can see RTD writing that and thinking, oh, this is really cool because it is really cool. But it has nothing to do 
with the story. So it just ends up kind of just being there like a filler thing. Yeah. And, and I must say watching it this week in particular with all the, uh, you know, genetic, uh, of the guardians of the galaxy experiences stuff. that yeah experiments and stuff that was going on with the new guardians of the galaxy movie and also uh there's a genetic manipulation of of test animals in a uh in the recent most recent one of the most recent titans episode that i'm just like this is a trend that i'm like not really in favor of like could we like and i know this was shot like you know 18 years ago or whatever but it's like i like uh, yeah, it just ca- kind of came up at the same week, and I'm like, man, this is not really like as you're pointing out, man. It's not necessary. It could have just had an empty ship uh, right. crash or something. I mean, obviously, the ship crashing and everything is 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 supposed to happen because that puts everything into motion. But exactly what they find there and all that kind of stuff didn't because that you're right doesn't go anywhere because um, it's not like they mm-hmm. ever use that technology or even explain it away. But uh, and it's just a really, really cruel thing to do. Um, yeah, it's played as a dro- joke, but it's yeah. actually a, you know, a, a horrific thing. Well, I don't know if it's that much of a joke. I mean, because when the big star came around, it as a joke. and no. and and well, the, I, you know. I didn't personally take it as a joke, but that's how they shot it. That's how they shot it when when yeah. he's running through the hallways, and and, and, and it may be more a director thing than a writer thing. See, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't feel that way because Chris sold it to me that like, like, don't kill it and don't like, you know, protect it. And, and when it's shot, um, I didn't feel like that was funny at all. Like if that was supposed to be a joke, it didn't really work. It didn't resonate with me. Cause I was like, cause the Chris's reaction to it is like, what the hell did you do that for? Like that was like, yeah, I thought that it, was uh, like you said. Then, it was it was scared. It wasn't you know. And then, oh yeah, I agree. And then looking over Chris and saying it was it. so cruel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything involved with this thing is so cruel that it is. Yeah, I don't know if it really had a place in this story. I mean, you can't. It's not that. I mean, you certainly could make that a plot point in a story, but it just didn't fit in with this. No story. No. no. I mean. Yeah, that aliens that are farting all the time have also the capability of this kind of cruelty is just kind of like a mixed bag. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe in the hands of James Gunn, it can be executed really well, but <laughs> but not not in the case of uh, Keith Bulk and <laughs> Russell T Davies for an episode of Doctor Who anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I did feel like that was not really necessary and that did not age well as far as i was concerned with this as long as and the farting thing yeah i mean i guess it's one of those things that you're like okay well if it, if kids are you know at this point they're still making this to hopefully have families watch it and kids watch it and all that kind of stuff i don't think that exists much anymore uh as far as the way they approach doctor who but i think at that time they were still kind of hoping that it would bring that same sort of family vibe like classic who did and so they, you see, you see a lot of elements like this uh, throughout the first season of Doctor Who, where there's like stuff that's just there for, for kids. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think if they had just, you know, let it, you know, made the joke, but exactly. not not kept going on and on with it, it, it would have been fine. Yeah. But they just, you know, it just starts to detract from the story, and that's why, like, we call it the farting aliens episode for a reason. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's too bad because it's actually a better episode than 
Oh, it's a completely then better episode than I remember. Then it's been tagged as, yeah. but but that's not what people remember about it. Now, and it's interesting too because, you know, when this new series came back, they had this character. I think his name was Clive, who was a doctor who the doctor expert, and he had all these pictures of the doctor, mm-hmm. and he was warning Rose about it about the doctor. And Mickey had also found all this information about the doctor on the internet and everything. And at the end of it, the doctor gave Mickey this disc to erase him from the internet and, you know, mm-hmm. all the records. We don't know if and he did it. I don't, I doubt, I doubt yeah. he did it. I mean, they really, they really I run mean, with that stalker. when Stephen I mean, Moffat comes along. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going to say the episode Love and Monsters kind of implies that they didn't, <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he didn't put the Well, they didn't, in. yeah, during RTD's era. No, yeah, exactly. It becomes a big plot point in a yeah, 11th era. Exactly. Because, yeah, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was interesting that they did that. I and did like the I, fact that this is the first time in New Who where they, we re- get a reference to Unit. We don't really oh, very much so. see them. Uh, you do see Unit, like they're not, the ones not, blocking the well, I'm not, uh, audience. I mean, they don't even really identify as Unit. Right, no. exactly. That's what I meant. That you don't. Way. You don't really. The, it's not like you have a. You're introduced to any characters in Unit. You don't or anything get a like brigadier that. or anything. You, like yeah, that. you just get a sort of a name mention, like, "Hey, it's Unit," um, mm-hmm. and and that just allows the Doctor to gain access into the computer, really, the computer files. But I mean, apart from that, it's not really. It's just kind of. You know, and and I think Russell was at this point very concerned. I mean, I think he did like a lot of he wanted to bring a lot of elements from Classic Who in, but he didn't want to use those as crutches. He didn't want to like I mean, I think he I mean, next episode, of course, he's going to introduce a Dalek. But um, he he did that very slowly and only sparingly, like, um, you know. By the time Stephen Moffat is the showrunner, like he's throwing it in like every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but he—I mean—that's because he can. I can understand why RTD was yes. concerned about bringing back older monsters and characters that that people weren't going to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it was interesting too because you know you you got this the Doctor, you know he's a well-known re you know alien specialist and you know all the alarms went off when they put in the name doctor and tardis and i you know and i I love the scene though when the police cornered him and rose and of course mickey runs off because he's a wuss and you know and i thought that scene was awesome and the doctor wasn't worried at all and he says we're being arrested he says no we're being escorted and i i love that yeah that was great and or the scene where the doctor was in uh basically you know when he was in downing street and he he walked into the room of soldiers and they all just pointed the guns at it and he just gives this one password and they jump and follow him so it is it's pretty awesome chris is amazing in this he is uh yeah. his depiction of the doctor who even though he's got some darkness behind him and has been through a lot. Uh, we find out later, of course. Uh, actually, in the next episode, we find out a lot of the stuff that's on his uh, on his on his shoulders. But um, up to this point, he's he's got a lot of darkness, and yet he's so excited, and his, his genuine excitement over the unknown 
is is infectious not only just to characters like rose and and other people in the series but to us watching it as well yeah he, he loves that he loves a mystery yeah i mean you really almost get a lot uh, uh, there's a lot of sherlock holmes parallels and doctor who and and you really get that especially from christopher eccleston who is kind of that kind of character i mean yeah he's he's brilliant and that's and billy piper is good Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think I think you know. I mean, I think the, the and I think uh, you know Jackie is uh, is pretty good too. I think uh, you know the only you know I'm not going to dwell on no, but I mean yeah. We don't talk about Mickey. Right? No, we, yeah, don't. we don't. We no. don't talk about Mickey. No, no, no. We don't talk about Mickey. <laughs> but Camille does a great job as Jackie. I think you know. Oh, she's I mean, great. Sometimes I look back on her and I'm like, Ugh, sometimes I didn't really care for her on the screen. But but this is this is before I think she gets she gets really cartoony later on. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I think she still does a great job. But especially in that you know alternate U- Earth two parter with the Cybermen, she's mm-hmm. like. I, I that's the Jackie I really don't like. Um, but uh, but here she's she's still very grounded and and yeah, you definitely feel like, man, this woman's been through hell for the last yeah, she's, year. She's very real. She's very human here, yeah. and and it's it's easy to to sympathize with her and see why why she could legitimately hate the doctor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he he basically kidnapped a child for a year. Mhm. Exactly, and it's interesting because you know Rose is only nineteen. Yeah. And that's her baby still. Yeah. Oh, sure. And everything. So. I, totally I actually found it. I found that relationship and that stuff that was going on in this two-parter and the the sort of idea of how you know, humanity would respond to first contact and whatnot. I found that more engaging than the actual Savine plot in this. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, the, the, the fact that they were farting all the time was really annoying. Um, but even, even beyond that, uh, I, it was ridiculous that, you know, the suits that they were wearing and they had to compress themselves and, I thought the the effects, although for the time, I'm sure they were, you know, I, I, they were the time they were pretty good, um, but they don't hold up well. And I don't like the look of them at all. And so they they don't really they're not a race that I ever cared to see again. And yet we do get to see them again <laughs> at Multiple least one times. more time. Well, you get to see them also a lot in Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, boy. And yeah. we're going to be reviewing those eventually, folks. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, yes, we will. Uh, yeah, there's so, some dodgy CGI here, but it's not, I mean, for the time, it's, it's for, yeah, This it's is still fine. 2005. It wasn't bad. Sure. Well, actually, I, like, I, you know, some of the stuff. I like, like the effects of the spaceship. I thought that was awesome. I was going to say the spaceship yeah. crash and, and going in and, and wrecking into Big Ben and all that, I thought was done really well. Um, you know, it seems like, it seems like by the time they, they had the missile, uh, you know, blow up 10 Downing Street, it just looked, that was like, we ran out of money. So, yeah, that, we're just, well, we're part just of gonna... that is just, you can tell it's stock footage of an explosion. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it looks like... like it's from a TV program from the 70s. <laughs> or even when the missile was left. flying through, you know, <laughs> over the ocean or anything. Oh, they took that footage right from Superman the movie. You know, we're just gonna we're just gonna have him come out of a shack in a quarry. 
Like it just, <laughs> it just, it just was like, okay, well, that's all right. Um, but, uh, uh, but that's fine. Uh, you know, like I said, it's not, uh, it, it was not the, the pull of the episode for me, Jackie, the relationship with Rose, um, and the doctor and dealing with that, because like I said, that's the first time, that's the first time we deal with that kind of, and actually it's handled well, I think better than it is later on. Some of the other, because the other showrunners do it too, but I don't think they do it nearly as well. I mean, no. I don't, you know, I love Stephen Moffat, but I don't think he really did that that well, especially when it came to uh, Jenna, uh, Clara, and what's his name? Jenna Coleman. And, 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 uh, I know. And Peter but, uh, Capaldi. But Clara. Oh, oh no, Danny no. Pink. Danny Pink. Oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, so, no. um, like that, yeah. that all, that, like, that went nowhere. Yeah. No, and the fact horrible. that she was a teacher and all that kind of stuff like that, that really never worked for me. Um, but the relationships here and her coming back and subsequently when she comes back and all that kind of stuff. And I think it really works. They try to do it again the next uh, season or whatever, two seasons with Martha, but I don't think it really works as well there either. Mm-mm. No. Well, no. yeah. Martha was just hampered from the beginning. Well, true, but, but I mean, you also, yeah. but then you also had Donna's Donna's family too. So, which is and well, Donna, I think it works. I think Donna it works pretty well. But I couldn't uh, stand Donna's the, mother, though. The, the thing, uh, um, and well, the thing Donna's about Martha is not likable. No, the thing about you know, Martha's family is that her sister and her and her mother were played by like amazing actresses. Like, mm-hmm. I'd have gone on to do pretty amazing things, and yet they couldn't make them interesting in that in that season. So. I think they only are in a couple of episodes, though. So, because um, yeah, Martha didn't have that much of a run. So, but it is interesting that they that Russell T made that um, decision to try to to ground her their companion. Like they didn't just go off and never come back and never talk to their you know their close friends or whatever. And now, uh, again, it's just like that's what it, the way it happened in the classic series all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I got really tired of him of having basically the same caricature of a middle aged woman over every and time. Over, yeah. Right, all the mothers are the same. Yeah, you're absolutely um, right about that. Mm-hmm. And that that got really old. Yeah, and T has um, mother issues. And what's really yeah. strange is that I think with all of those two, there's no real like father figure. No. Like the father figure is always missing, right? Yeah, the father figure is always missing. Yeah, which is—I mean, just... the closest you get, I guess, is like Donna's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, we do meet uh, get, Rose's dad. Pete. Well, well, Pete. we meet him, yes, but he's he's absent. Right. That's exactly yes. exactly right. And Martha's dad is absent too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I so. if I remember correctly, so yeah, you, it's very very strange uh, how it's like the same time, the same thing every like. All three times, like, uh, you're repeating yourself there, Russell T. Yeah, there's obviously some issues going on there, but, you know, join the club. <laughs> we all have well, yeah. issues. Yeah. But it would I mean, have look, been nice not to see it over and over again. It yeah. would have been nice to see something different. Right. But I think the way it's executed here and the development of here is really interesting, and it's uh, a good thing. I mean, some of the things we know that Russell T tries to implement, like we've said later on, like the love, the, the romance aspect of it, he's trying something new. A lot of people are not liking that, but at least I think this with the family bond uh, recurring, I think that really works really well. Mm-hmm. 
Very I mean, much so. Characterization's a real strength of RTD, and I I am so looking forward to having some some good characters uh, in the next series because we did not get them <laughs> in the last series. And and we know that they're going to be played by like mostly like played by solid but, actors because they're already yeah. announcing them. So it's like that's that gives us so much to hope for and look forward to uh, when the new series comes. It'll be very interesting. Very very interesting. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up and give it a rating? I can't think of, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. All right. One out of five TARDISes, folks. One being the worst, five being the best. Mikey, go first. Um, I'm just going to give this a middle of the road. Uh, I was going to do two and a half. That's that's exactly the middle for TARDISes. But uh, I'll do a three just because Chris is so fun to watch. And as is Billy, um, Mm -hmm. the family stuff is great. Uh, Harry Jones is great. Um, uh, other little uh, casting and characterizations are great. The special effects, at least of the ship, are pretty cool. The Slovene really takes it down for me, uh, not just because they fart all the time. I just don't care for them. Like, I don't like them much at all. Um, and uh, so they really take it down for me. But everything else I, I like. So, um, but uh, yeah, so three for me. Okay. Mary. I'm going to, I think I'm going to give it a 3.25. I'll give it the extra quarter point because on the strength of, of, of character. This, this isn't Price is Right, Price is Right, <laughs> And Mike's going to be like, I bet one TARDIS. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike will be 3.15. And I, you know, the thing is, plot is never necessarily the strength of of rtd which is fine i mean they're fine but they're not like like all you know sort of these twisty plots with you know some great mystery to them or anything uh, but his episodes are, are enjoyable on the strength of character and it really shows here and this is one that i was not thrilled about the first time i saw it around i mean i have seen it a few more times but but you know when you go back to it it, it's fun and interesting to watch because of the character interactions not not because of the plot or the stupid slivine who i really could care less about but but i care about the other characters around them a lot and Mm -hmm. and it makes a big difference okay i can totally understand that good question Um, i think about it is this um is this the first time we get a a little hint of bad wolf Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's on. It's I couldn't remember for the three episodes. The yeah, I couldn't. I mean, it's really that's, obvious that's, there, but yeah. I couldn't remember if there was some more subtle or some clue in the other three episodes that predated this. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that they say, but yeah, I think I think this is the first time. I think this is the first time. Okay. The groundwork is being laid, my friend. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Um, for me, I'm going to do a three and a half. Actually, <laughs> you know. I'll bid above that, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. It moved very quickly. It didn't drag at all. There was no downtime in these. And, you know, it's nice being able to watch these on HBO. So I was able to just watch back to back without, you know, any stopping or anything. And it was it was fun. And it makes me realize how, like everyone's been saying, how great of a doctor Chris was. Chris was awesome. Billy was great. And I'll say that till my face is blue. Um, and it was, it was pretty awesome. That. No, 
I'm not going to on this show. No. <laughs> but it was it was interesting too because I liked all the characterizations in this, and the only thing I didn't like was the Slovene and you know the the storyline about them. You know that they had a big you know that they were had a safe zone in their ship and that you know they were based under the north sea blah 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 you know made no sense exactly yeah, yeah and that they were gonna, a great plot <laughs> they were gonna sell the earth <laughs> off as radioactive pieces you know to the highest bidder and it's like oh really? really that's one of those you know? things that i thought you know in the hands of somebody like um douglas adams or uh uh, Robert Holmes, that could have been done and explored really, really well and have been a mm-hmm. like real big satire on some stuff, but uh, very satirical. But in this, it just falls flat. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And so it was just it was just interesting. And then, you know what? You know, I would recommend this for somebody who, you know, to watch this whole series of Chris Eccleston. You know, when most people say, where do I start for Dr. Not with these two. Always, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Watch the first three before this. Yeah. Before, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and everything. And well, a lot of this wouldn't make sense to somebody, you know, because they reference, like, you know, they like with Jackie, she references the first episode. So does right. you know Mickey and everything, and you know, and it's interesting too because the doctor does ask Mickey to come along in this one at yeah. the end. And he turns them down, but you know, and I like you know how he, they played it off off of each other. Like, oh, when Rose asks him, and he's like, and the doctor goes, no, 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 he, I don't want him on the ship and everything. And the doctor, you know, actually had already done it, and it was pretty awesome. So you know, three and a half stars for me, and you know, as a combined, I don't want to rate them individually. Uh-uh, not going to do that. No, 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 it's uh, no, it's, no. Uh, this is the first time we get a real cliffhanger. Um, and obviously it's clear by now that, you know, instead of being episodic, uh, Russell's going to, you know, now it just seems like all his shows do it. But back then it was still pretty, uh, pretty rare for shows to, to connect and tell a one through storyline for a season. Um, so I mean, Russell's doing some, some interesting things here that, um, that will, you know, or ahead of its time, really. Yes and no. Um, you know, he there were other shows. That oh, did sure, I didn't see, say there was no shows. Yeah, but there, you know, because we had Lost at this point. We had, you know, we had other, you know, shows like that. Yeah, one one show. No, there were other ones, dude. There <laughs> were a lot of other ones. <laughs> so before we, you know, get into total you know, semantics here. Let's wrap it up. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Please, feedback at ourstationwho.com is the best way to get in touch with us. If you have any news or anything that you want to talk about, you know, oh, speaking of news, we are going to be at Concaster Burris, and they've announced a new guest. That is right. Captain Jack himself. John Barrowman is going to be there. So watch out, folks. No one is safe. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to be very curious to see what kind of dress he's going to be wearing because he will be in Alabama. So it should be a ton of fun. (laughs) He he was pretty fabulous in Pensacola. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And hope he wears a dress uh, with the Confederate flag. Oh, no. No, he's not going to wear the Confederate flag. No, God. God. As a a dress? Sure. Why not? 
that really get people upset. Wow. Yeah, that would get both sides upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he hasn't done that before. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's going to wrap up the episode. If you want to find out more about Concaster Burris, check it out, concasterburris.com. And you know what? We will be there the whole weekend. We will have a table set up. Stop by, say howdy. So we it'll be a, a great, great time. And all three of us will be there. So it should be fun. It would be great. And we will be involved. We will have panels. And once they come, we decide what they're going to be. We will let you guys know what they're going to be. So we will be there throughout the weekend and we will have swag. We will have postcards and, you know, just have Doctor Who talk between us as geeks. It'll be a great time for you guys to stop by. Until then, of course, my name is Mike Faber. We have Mr. Mike Gordon and Ms. Mary Ogle. Thank you as always for listening. And we will see you here next time on Earth Station Who. Peace. And we are done. And no, I'm not going to fart at the end. So it's okay. That was the perfect opportunity. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Part of the interruption. We'll bring you back to your podcast in just a moment. But first, promo for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Here on the ESO Network... Three hosts recommend this podcast. I recommend it. I recommend it. And I recommend it. On the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, it's a slice of life as we discuss literally anything in the universe. Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Here to serve all of your needs. Wednesday, I'm here with you people. It's like wild. No pizzas were harmed in the creation of this podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.